Genesis chapter 32, verse 24. So Jacob was left alone, and a man wrestled with him till daybreak. Dear friends, late that night, Jacob stood on the bank of the Jabbok River, frightened, worried, and sleepless. Those dearest to him, his wives, Rachel and Leah, his children, had, at Jacob's insistence, already crossed the Jabbok, and now Jacob was alone. And somewhere in the darkness, somewhere, Esau approached with 400 armed men. Esau, that vengeful brother from whom Jacob had stolen the birthright 20 years earlier. Esau, who had sworn to kill Jacob once their father Isaac was dead. Oh, how Jacob must have sat and stood and stood and paced and worried and wondered. When would Esau arrive and and what would Esau do? But most of all that night, perhaps Jacob wondered about God. Where was God in the darkness and in all this trouble? Surely God would deliver Jacob because God was the one who set Jacob on this particular journey, saying in Genesis chapter 31, verse 3, Go back to the land of your fathers and your relatives, and I will be with you. Did God keep that promise? Did God come to Jacob that night? Yes, he did. But in a way, Jacob did not expect. God came and wrestled with Jacob, literally wrestled. God wrestled with Jacob in such a way that the Hebrew word actually suggests to kick up dust. God wrestled with him. And that this was God is evident from Jacob's own words. He named the place Peniel, which means the face of God, because he said, I have seen God face to face. And yet my life was spared. God wrestled with Jacob. But tell me, have there never been times when God has wrestled with you? Have you never wrestled with God through a long night of prayer? God, where are you? Why are you letting this happen to me? Even though the bumps and bruises and scrapes of that kind of wrestling match may not be visible, they are nonetheless very real. Why does God wrestle with us at times? Why does he seem at times to hold us down and push us away and pin us to the canvas? Surely Jacob must have asked those questions that night he wrestled with God. He asked until the match was over. He asked until he learned that God's purpose all along in wrestling with Jacob had been to strengthen him so he could win the match. So what do we learn from wrestling with God? First, when we wrestle with God, we learn that God is personally involved in our lives. He cares enough to wrestle with us. I can't really think of another sporting competition that is more personal than wrestling. Head-to-head, nose-to-nose, face-to-face, up close and personal, Perhaps we don't think of God's wrestling with us as personal attention, but it really is. Jacob prayed that God would answer and act and deliver him. That's exactly what God did. God came to Jacob personally by the banks of the Jabbok River. 
But God also comes to us in a personal way through the power of his word, through the promise of his presence. It may not be at the Jabbok River, but it may be when you're lying sleepless in bed. It may be when you're waiting for the result of a medical test. It may be when you're worried about something at school or something at home. But should we expect anything less from God than personal attention? This God who cared enough to share in our humanity and suffer and die for our sins? That's up close. That's personal. Second, when we wrestle with God, we learn our own limitations. When I was a boy, I loved to wrestle with my dad. Loved it. And somehow, despite my young years and my diminutive size, I won almost every match. Imagine that. I was always able to flip Dad over on his back and then to pin his shoulders to the canvas. And then I'd count one, two, three, and I'd run around the arena, the living room, with my hands raised, shouting as if I were Gorilla Monsoon or Dusty Rhodes or Haystacks Calhoun, wrestlers you've never heard of. But occasionally, when I strutted just a little bit too much, Dad would hold me to the canvas, and he would keep me there and not let me up, despite all of my wriggling and giggling and eventually my complaining. Why did he do that? He did that to teach me reality. He did that to teach me my limitations. He did that to teach me that there were some things I just could not do on my own. And Jacob learned the very same lesson from wrestling with God. The lesson that God was in charge, not Jacob. The lesson that God would accomplish what God promised and not Jacob. And dear friends, that's a lesson we have to learn too. Because there is no greater comfort for us than knowing, God, you're in charge. You're in charge of this crazed, chaotic world. You're in charge of my life. You're in charge of this illness. You're in charge of that problem. You're in charge of my eternal salvation. And if God teaches us this important lesson, what's the lesson? The lesson is we have all kinds of limitations. Almighty God has not one. If he teaches us that lesson by wrestling with us, by putting us in a headlock or a submission hold. Should we blame him or should we thank him? The fact is that there are times when we need to wrestle with God. There are times when God needs to tenderly hurt us in order to heal us. But he always knows how much to hurt. He always knows how long to wrestle. He always knows how far to push us back before he sweeps us into his loving arms, just as he did with Jacob. Third, when we wrestle with God, we learn his strength. Well, God graciously wrestled with Jacob all night, from darkness to daybreak. But let's be honest, God didn't have to wrestle with Jacob at all to defeat him. When wrestling, God gave Jacob a mere glimpse of his power by dislocating his hip with a single touch. Surely, to oppose that kind of power would be foolish. But, by contrast, to rely on that kind of power is infinite peace and joy and hope. So I ask, how many impossibilities are you facing today? 
How many of your impossibilities are stronger than God? Can you name me a single opponent whom God cannot overcome? Of course not. And he teaches us that lesson in his word and when he wrestles with us. Fourth, when we wrestle with God, we learn that victory is by faith. Listen to these striking words, Genesis 32, verse 25. When the man saw that he could not overpower him, Jacob, he touched the socket of Jacob's hip so that his hip was wrenched as he wrestled with the man. What does that verse mean? Does that verse mean that God could not overpower Jacob, a mortal man with a sinful nature and a past record of schemes and failures? Was it truly God could not overcome Jacob? Not at all. Through a long night of wrestling, God taught Jacob that he, Jacob, could not hold on to God by his personal strength, but he could cling to God in faith. I will not let you go until you bless me, Jacob said. I will not. That's the language of faith. That's the language which trusts God despite outward circumstances. That's the language that recognizes, though God has every reason to be against us. In Christ, he has his own reasons to be for us. That's the language of faith that says, well, God loves me in good times. But God is still loving me in bad times. I will not let you go unless you bless me, said Jacob. I think God would like us to say that as well, wouldn't he? Lord, no matter what's happening in my life today, no matter what the difficulties are, no matter how long this wrestling match, no matter how long you hold me down or pin me down, I know who you are. I know what you did for me on the cross. I know you will deliver me now. It's not that we overcome God. It's that he invariably, inevitably gives us the victory. And finally, when we wrestle with God, we learn to be better wrestlers. I can honestly say that I have never enjoyed wrestling with God. But I can say that each time I've wrestled with him, each time he's called me out, each time he's crouched down into a wrestling stance, each time he's pushed me away and pinned me down, I can honestly say I have become a better wrestler, better by realizing he's involved in my life, better by realizing his strength, better by realizing that he's in control, better by expecting that in the end, in the very end, no matter how fierce the match or how fierce the bout, God, my God, will let me win. And if it takes a limp to remind me of that, praise his holy name. Amen. Our hymn is 370, stanzas 1 and 2. 370, stanzas 1 and 2.